Welcome to Future Thinking with Stylus. I'm Christian Ward, Head of Media and Marketing at Stylus. And today we're going to be talking about wellness beauty, how beauty is increasingly merging with wellness categories like health and fitness. To discuss this, I have with me Penny Grevea, Managing Director of beauty brand Rituals, and Stylus's own Lisa Payne, Senior Editor of Beauty. So Penny, tell me about Rituals. What is it and, uh, and how was it founded? So um, Rituals was founded by Raymond Klusterman 18 years ago. Um, uh, he's a Dutch um, entrepreneur and um, um, he was working for Unilever at the time and um, they asked him to go to the Far East and find out what kind of the next big trend was. Um, and he found founded Rituals. He was so inspired by his travels and by the way kind of people led their lives um, that he brought that to the West. And that was 18 years ago. So it feels that the kind of the whole wellness trend for him started then. Um, of course, as we know, Unilever is not a, is not a, a, a company that uh, has a retail presence. So he decided to take, uh, to take the brand and grow it himself. And in the last kind of uh, probably nine years, the brand has really, really taken off and it's got European and, uh, and uh, US and Middle Eastern presence. With, with 720 standalone stores, uh, a wholesale business, an e-com business, and a travel business. So it does feel that we're actually touching a lot of people um, because of the awareness now of the brand, uh, because of its affordable price point. So we are making it accessible really to the masses. So can you talk a little bit about how Rituals is, is tapping into well-being from a sort of beauty perspective? So we've got um, uh, our own kind of rituals in store. So you've got um, six different rituals, all inspired by the Far East. Um, so if you take, for example, the ritual of Sakura, it's inspired by the Hanami festivals. Um, and there's a beautiful story behind it because every year you go to these festivals and uh, you've got the cherry blossom trees and you sit under the trees and as the petals fall, you make a wish. So it's all about a new beginning. Um, and that's one of our kind of best-selling ritual. Um, so every story is inspired by this, by, by, by the Eastern tradition. And the whole philosophy of the brand is really to take your everyday routines and turn them into more meaningful rituals. So even taking a shower um, should really be an exciting moment uh, for each individual. And because of the uniqueness of the products, because of the smell, because of how luxurious they feel on the skin, it does actually make people feel much kind of happier and more mindful want to get a bit more deeper into the drivers behind this what you know is is it a generational thing is it a a demographic thing is it an attitudinal thing which we're seeing everywhere is it a geographical you know what what do you think is kind of pushing this uh this this idea of more holistic beauty forward i think it's um life in general and the pace we're living in where we actually do not have any time for ourselves and i think time is a luxury and um it affects everyone from teenagers to, you know, people in their 70s, really. Um, so I don't think it's specific to ages, but um, it's more of people's lifestyle and how they lead their lives. And that's why, I mean, when when, when customers come into our store, you know, we first give them um, tea. Um, we offer one minute um, and two minute kind of meditation uh, and mindfulness um, uh, sort of programs for them to sit down and just relax. And, you know, you do have consumers that come into our stores and say, wow, I actually feel so relaxed being in here because of the tree, because of the smells. So they feel they are slowing down just by coming into the store. Um, 
and um, so yes, the, the the tea experience, the, the meditation, the the um, uh, hand and arm massages that we do, um, just spending time understanding the consumer and what they want um, is just really important. And I think actually. Um, What's really interesting, you know, Penny said, it, it isn't a generational thing. And, and that's why wellness is so prolific, because it does t- uh, touch all of the different generations. And when it comes to wellness beauty, what's, again, really lucrative about this particular category is the fact that someone coming at it from a teenager perspective is going to react or respond to the offering in a totally different way to, say, for example, someone who's a little bit older. You know, the teenage Ager might be approaching it from a beauty perspective. The older um, customer might be approaching it from more of a holistic, um, calming mental health um, approach. And I think that that's where uh, this space is so interesting. I think, yeah, that, that idea of mental health is particularly interesting from a, from a beauty perspective. Are you seeing innovation in that space too? Well, I think that there are... Um, some interesting um, new brands or sort of retail concepts that are acknowledging the fact that mental health is such or is becoming or there always has been, but people are acknowledging now that mental uh, balance and mental health is, is part of um, being beautiful because stress, we know, is something that ages us prematurely. Um, it also affects our health. And so a lot of brands are exploring how aromatherapy um, can come into play and really sort of calm us down or boost us up if we need energy. And those types are, of, of products and services are actually being marketed from a beauty perspective because they have such... Um, strong beauty benefits and so one, one brand that's um, doing that is is lush with its um, mood sense they're like a single use uh, jelly capsules that that look almost like the little pods that you show uh, throw into the washing machine um, and they come in a, a range of different um, fragrances and flavors so you could totally you could go, go into the bath and totally change your mood depending on on what um, flavor and fragrance you choose and and so that's again a really really interesting space so this is a burgeoning space. Um, clearly, there's a lot of opportunity here for, for brands in this area and beyond, I guess. How do you um, go about sort of talking to the customer? I mean, can you give an example of like, is it is it a uh, in-store, online? I mean, what's the channels that you use to really communicate? Um, it's it's a bit of everything. It, it, it is omni-channel. So it is online um, um, in stores, I mean, we find that customers do prefer to come and have that personal relationship and experience um, with our people. Um, even in the ter- even in this, in, in the way we approach customers, um, it's it's in, in a very kind of friendly way. It's just treating people like they're your friends. Um, we've got our happy ceremony, so for us, it's all about making people feel happy because we know that if people feel happy, then. Um, uh, then they do leave with 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 a bunch of products. But for us, I mean, the main thing is just ensuring that people are um, feeling good about themselves. And we see that in the communication also that comes back. I mean, last week, I received a three-page letter, handwritten letter from a customer to say how we've actually transformed her life. Um, and I was reading this to our CEO, and, you know, he said to me that moments like this are much more important than the figures themselves because that's really what's driving um, what's driving the brand forward as well? So it's. Um, so how do you make? So clearly, you 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 are creating quite um, meaningful relationships. How do you maintain that out once the customer has purchased, has left the store? You know, how do you maintain that relationship? 
Well, now we've got a CRM program, so it's easy for us to really communicate with our customers. Um, so we know who are our repeat customers and what they like, what they buy. So it's easy kind of to recognize them. Um, but I find that a lot of the stores and the managers specifically have those personal relationships um, with with uh, the, the customers. And that's always nice to see. So they always come back. Uh, they do feel they're treated special. Um, we've got great um, gift with purchases that we offer our customers. Um, we do great events in store where we bring um, a lot of kind of guest speakers um, or yoga instructors or nutritionists. Um, and we partner up with magazines. Um, so we've got, uh, you know, our existing customer and also a new customer that could tap into that and experience that. I think we're seeing quite a lot of that, aren't we, in the beauty space, particularly of brands becoming much more of this kind of lifestyle, all-encompassing experience, including, you know, to, to bring people um, into an experiential kind of space. Oh, totally. And I think that that's what's really important about this whole when you approach wellness beauty, it's more about acknowledging how people are changing the way they approach beauty. So, you know, for a long time, beauty was something that was approached from a perspective of, oh, I have bad skin, I need to fix that. Or I, I, I have bad skin, I need to get makeup to cover it or something like that. Or I need to change myself. Whereas now wellness beauty is, is, is kind of like Penny said, creating or establishing an emotional connection and and approaching beauty from the perspective of this could change my life, not just my skin. Um, and that that process is created partly through com- great customer service, um, through great products, um, but also a brand that's willing to, to target multiple, multiple touch points. So, for example, I know that Rituals has a meditative app, which I think is brilliant. So that's sort of touching the... Uh, the health space and then there's obviously you know the concept of edible beauty so inner for outer beauty so ingestibles teas things like that's really interesting um and again events that acknowledge the fact that fitness health um uh, a good nutrition and diet balanced sleep all of these things sort of uh, work together to create a, a beautiful um person it's, uh, it sounds like it's quite a lot of pressure for a brand to, to have on it, you know, to be solving all these problems. I mean, um, you know, how do you know as a brand that you're, you're doing the right thing? Do you have examples of, of where that can get a bit tricky? I don't necessarily have something in mind um, that pops up because up until now we've actually had good experiences. What's been interesting is that... Um, there has been a lot of people that have come to us, especially I think the men who um, have found it difficult to accept that, you know what, it's okay to be going what you're going through and it's okay to come here to slow down. And I think that's quite an eye opener. Um, I think a lot of it is about education. And I mean, what we're doing now is we've, we've kind of um, launched a program in the Netherlands um, where we're offering uh, meditation and mindfulness to children. And our plan is by 2023, we, we will have um, educated um, 2 million children around Europe. And I think if it starts at a young age, then it's easier as you're growing up to be able to kind of live with it and, and help yourself and help others around you. So what do we think is going to be key for beauty this year? Yeah, so as Penny was saying, um, sustainability is going to be really, really, really big this year. Um, And that's partly because we saw um, last year that there was just so much of a focus on on what plastic um, and ocean plastic is. Um, 
you know, ruining our environment. And and because of all of that media push from last year, we're going to see a lot more demand from consumers this year um, in terms of what they buy. So we know that 47% of UK adults, for example, uh, rate plastic pollution as the most pressing environmental issue. Um, and that's really affecting how people, um, you know, come to packaging um, from a beauty perspective, but in just a general perspective. Um, and it's not just about the, the end result. So, you know, how am I going to recycle it? It's it's actually based that they, they, they'll um, they'll start their experience in the store and then they'll make choices based on packaging more than the, the product um, itself. Um, but it doesn't all have to be so, sort of doomy and gloomy. And we know that um, 49% of Italian consumers, um, you know, sorry, that's actually 79% of um, French consumers agree that taking environmentally friendly actions such as recycling um, can actually make a difference. So so consumers are positive that if brands um, take a stand and really help them to make better choices that we can uh, change um, or have a turnaround with this big sort of environmental and sustainable problem. Um, so yeah, so that's going to be huge. And this general sense of doing good sort of dovetails with that sort of intersection between health um, and beauty that I was kind of mentioning earlier with the, with the sort of lush and the moods um, senses. So, for example, This Works um, is releasing in April something called Morning Expert, which is their range that's going to be designed to sort of help you wake up in the morning. So it's uh, it's a selection of beauty products as well as essential oils that um, have been tested to, to actively, um, with an MRI scan, to actively um, affect the areas of memory and concentration. So um, a beauty product that functions as something that will, you know, be able to... to clear your face or, or make your skin glow, but also make you feel super awake and super ready for the day, which I think is is a really interesting sort of mix between functional and um, aesthetic. So we're also going to be looking at treatments that, for example, offer hypnotherapy as well as facial massage. So again, that sort of intersection is really interesting and, and we're going to see a lot of exciting stuff in that area this year. And and, and all of these types of of, of themes are really sort of catering to this new type of consumer that we're seeing um, this year called the skin intellectual. And that's just a really skincare savvy um, consumer who knows about ingredients, knows how to layer products and is really keen to sort of, you know, create a cocktail of their own sort of um, recipes and products and ingredients and routines to, to create this ultimate beauty experience um, for themselves. And the kind of brands that are catering to this um, new consumer um, and are doing really well at it are um, indie beauty brands. And, and we're seeing, um, you know, a, a huge focus, especially from from larger corporations and mergers and acquisitions of um, indie beauty brands. And so we're going to see a lot more nuance in terms of um, product offering and um, the different themes so for example you you know a lot more focus on sort of cyclical beauty so based on hormones or menstruation and things like that um and we're also going to see that the big brands are going to learn from them and take ideas um as well as just buying them up um and then again within this particular space we're going to see brands turning their attention to personal care a lot more so you know skincare and makeup and hair seems to sort of be the big the three um big pillars of beauty but actually um you know, personal care is starting to become a lot more sexy. So you're seeing, you know, a lot more interesting, like toothpaste and body care products that have been given the sort of luxury treatment. And again, this is sort of really exciting consumers who want to take more 
care and more sort of curation um, in terms of their beauty experience. Huge amount of opportunity here then for brands in beauty and across every sector, I think, uh, in the year ahead. I would like to thank my guests, uh, Penny Grevea and Lisa Payne, and I hope you tune in next time. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Future Thinking from Stylus, the show where our analysts, alongside industry thought leaders, unpack the big trends you need to know about. Find out more about what the future holds for your business at stylus.com. If you like what you heard today, make sure you subscribe to Future Thinking in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts to hear new episodes as soon as they're available. 